Welcome to the ultimate super coach and fantasy sports show. You are now listening to the Inside Fantasy Sports Podcast. Good evening, everyone. It is round 22. It is Friday night, and we are getting absolutely set for a blockbuster between Geelong and the Magpies. I'm the super coach hawk, Rob Kennedy, and sitting here with my good friend, the big horse, Mickey Dell. How are you, mate? Robbie, going well, thank you. Did a um, bit of travel today, a couple of meetings, and yeah, straight into a bit of podcasting before Friday night, buddy. Absolutely. We can see people already jumping on already and getting into the comments. We are live as we like to go on a Friday, and there is plenty to talk about. I think we need to give a shout out to this man who has kind of given us a nice little segue, Mr. Anthony Delaney, your brother, Babyface. Now, he was referring to your beautifully clean-shaven but on the topic of baby, huge shout out and congratulations on the arrival of your son, Anthony, your nephew, uh, Mick. Yes. Do you want to give us a little shout out? Are we allowed to say yeah, that? So, yeah, yeah, of course <laughs> we are. So uh, Anthony and his wife, Louise, are brought in an eight-pound little boy into the world yesterday, little Enzo Giuseppe Delaney. Uh, for those that are wondering, it's of an Italian background. Enzo runs in. Anthony's wife's family and the name Giuseppe runs in both our families being of the Italian culture. So to Lou and Anthony, congratulations. I'm a very proud uncle. Oh, fantastic. Massive congratulations and a huge shout out. And uh, look, obviously another little legend on the way and no doubt will probably be beating me at 2K in about three years' time. So G'day, Phil. Phil Unfiltered, always one of our big, uh, big followers, big fans. We love conversations with him. We have to massively talk about Sydney on this show. They did get up against the, yeah. the Orange team and showed them a thing or two. But um, I reckon we've got a lot to talk about. And we don't have too long before this game starts. And I know that I still need to make my move. And I'm referring to one Nikolos Dacos, who is playing tonight and obviously injured. I should say his team is playing tonight. What the F is everyone doing with their Nick Dacos move? Please drop it in the comments. I'm going to throw it to you first, Big Horse. Yeah. Do you know what you're doing yet? Have you done it yet? No, I haven't done it. Why? Because I've got no trades left. So oh, no. I know. I fucked up. So I am rolling the risk. So I've rolled Will Day into defense, and I've put Marcus Winhager on field this week. So I'm wow. hoping Winhager pulls out a ton for me. He has been not too bad of late. He scored a, a pretty shitty 60-odd last week. But if he gets me the 80 or 90, then I'll be happy with that. But, yep, you just got to roll with the punches. But for you, you have a trade left. I have a trade currently. Tell and, me. look, I can yeah. kind of do I can kind of do anything too. And what I mean by anything isn't I can't bring in any player, but I can go to any position. So – if I move out Nick Dacos, I've got the ability to put uh, I've got ability to put Sheasel to the back, which means I can pick up a forward. I've got yep. the ability to put Sheasel to the back and Dunkley to my forward. So therefore I've got an ability to pick up a midfielder as well. So I have about uh, what have I got? I should reverse the trade. I currently have Jack Sinclair sitting in there at the moment. I might go back and reverse the trade. I have about 600. I know I have about 10,000 short of what I could have done to bring in another big in this week, which is Clayton Oliver. So I can't bring in Oliver. I can't bring in the Bont. Um, 
I'm open to suggestions. At the moment, I've gone with Sinclair in the defense. There's obviously Zach Butters is another big option for me as well. And I think the other one was somebody like an Angus, uh, sorry, an Andrew Brayshaw. I think even a Zach Merritt is someone that I could possibly bring into my midfield. But be aware that I have Tom Mitchell currently as my last midfielder, albeit he has been shite the last couple of weeks. But um, I don't really need a primo in the midfielders. And that's why I kind of like Sinclair, because I could actually flip him and use Wilmont as a bit of a, a bit of a loophole possibly as well, um, who has put up some reasonable scores at time. But I encourage everyone to throw some comments into the chat. There's lots of yeah. congratulations to, uh, to Ant going on with his kid. I want to hear what are you doing with Nick Dacos um, for those of you that have trades. Justin Herbie's shown one in there. He's going with Darcy Parrish. What's your thoughts on don't, Darcy Parrish? Don't. Don't. <laughs> he's probably going to get traded to the Werribee VFL next year with how ordinary his disposal efficiency is. For me, I, I love your Jack Sinclair pick, mate. Their two, next two games are against Richmond, who allow bog points to defenders, and Geelong, who allow bog points to defenders. Yep. So what yep. wouldn't you? Love it. I wouldn't touch, yeah. yeah, I wouldn't touch Darcy Paris with, with your um, old mate. Wouldn't go anywhere near him. Yeah, it's a tough call. I've got a few moves to make. Look, this is going to be obviously the talk track. We're going to get into some VCs and Cs in a second. Uh, we're going to talk about the big ins and outs as we go through it. Um, you and I just got out of the studio not long ago and did a, uh, a re-sign, relocate, we did. Uh, retire podcast. That should be dropping on Monday if I've got my yep. tech side of things right. I encourage everyone to go and listen to part one. We have a part two. So if you're needing a drive to and drive home podcast and you're an AFL fanatic, I encourage everybody to go and have a little listen uh, to that one because it's a bit interesting with all the uh, uncontracted players that are coming up. It is. I like this, Justin Herbert. To celebrate, North will put on a clinic tomorrow for Little Enzo, knowing full well that Anthony and I are Essendon supporters. So you know what, Justin? Outside of this, I think you're probably right. Tomorrow... Or whenever, yeah, it is tomorrow, Essendon, um, Kangaroos. Yep. Yep. I think you do get up. Why? Cunnington, heart and soul of that club. Essendon have been playing ordinary the last five weeks. I, I think it's just one of those days where it just happens for you boys. I don't mind that call. So I'm just having a little bit of a play around now with my team. You might go and uh, throw in uh, throw in Phil's comment there, mate, and have a little bit of a chat about that one. I'm going to open up and tell everybody – By doing the Sheasel to the back line, Dunkley to the forwards, I'll let everyone know what midfielders I can afford and what I already have. But shout out to Phil first, mate, and then I'll fill you in. Yeah, Phil loves it. He was just a part of our NBA uh, fantasy draft pod that we did last weekend, which is uh, blowing up on on YouTube and all good channels. So I encourage you, if you haven't already seen, jump on, have a bit of a look. We've got a few professionals, uh, not just us. I wouldn't call myself professional, but Mr. G Wiz. The brain himself, Matrix, people that know fantasy sports inside out, who talk through their picks and why they've won so many leagues that they have in the past. So for Nick Dacos, yes, fans were declaring him bloody the next Brownlow medalist for the next six years, but has he done enough in the first half of the year to win this Brownlow? I think that he will end up on around 30 votes because he was best on for probably eight, nine weeks there. But if you think about it, he's missing the next three rounds. He was ordinary last week with five touches. The two weeks before that, 
He was 80 and 79 or 90 and 79 super coach points with low touches. So after round 17, he's probably not going to be polling that well. So if you, if you think that Dacos has got a big enough lead come round 17, by all means, jump on him. But Bontempelli has been that consistent man all throughout the year. And I don't know about you, Robbie, but he's my pick for the Brownlow this year. Yeah, and I'd love to know what the odds are for Bontempelli to still be ahead of Nick Dacos at the point of injury. Now, I also want to say at point of injury, which is after last game, because he did that injury midway through the third quarter, and he had five touches. He was getting no votes. It's, got, it's irrelevant to that game. He wasn't going to get any votes. Finn McGuinness did an absolute mm. job on him. Um, so I'd love to know if Bont was, Bont was there. But I love that you brought up this comment. So I've got $648,200 if I look to bring in a player. Mm-hmm. Opening up the midfield, I can't afford Bont and Pelly or Clayton Oliver. They are both 658000 I've got that's to make okay. a move this week. I don't think there's any point holding out. I think for someone that's missed 10 rounds of footy or 11 rounds of footy, which make this controversial if you wish, but that's almost the same as a second strike suspension. So yeah. do your maths. But after such a long layoff, you you can't expect someone with no match fitness to come in and blow up 150 super coach points. He may get a lot of the ball, but he's not going to be efficient with it. I really like this Sarong shout out. Yeah, so for everyone playing along at home, these are the three names that I don't have. If I'm just going to pick, if I am to pick a straight midfielder, non a DPP, the three midfielders that jump off the table at me are Zach Merritt, who's sitting on an average of 117 with a three round average of 129 and a five round average of 118. LDU sitting on a 112 average with a 122 three rounder and a 125 five rounder. And Caleb Sarong, which shout out to Global, great, great chat, mate. Um, he's at a 111 average. He's at a 112 and a 113 for a three round and five round. They obviously have the Derby this week against West Coast. So he's probably due for a big game um, in the Derby for what's possibly a sold out Saturday night game here in WA. He also has Port Adelaide and then Hawthorne to finish off, which isn't a bad little finish for Sarong. So out of those three names, who would you go, Merritt, LDU, or Sarong? Sarong. You've got to remember last time Eston played the Kangaroos, Merritt was on, he was almost on 90 at the end of the first quarter and ended up on 140 super coach points. So he got tagged from the start of the second quarter onwards and that nullified his influence and nearly grabbed North Melbourne the game. GWS, yeah, he might score okay there, but Collingwood last round. You know, we're petering away. Collingwood's going to be hitting their straps come round 24. That'll be a pizzling, I reckon. So for the reasons you mentioned about Sarong, I think consistency-wise and I think with the West Coast Hawthorne double. And who was the other team you were saying? Uh, West Coast Hawthorne and Port Adelaide. Yeah, I I reckon that's a good draw, especially for Sarong. So that's a nice finish. LDU, yes, he's a nice player. Yes, he'll probably score well, but he is the person at North. If any one of the teams that he's playing against get a tag, it'll be him, and that'll nullify his influence. So, whereas at Fremantle, they may go to Brayshaw, they may go elsewhere. For me, it's not enough. For me, it, I think if I was to go that straight midfielder, I would have gone. Um, I would have gone Bontempelli only. The yeah. only person I think that that jumps off the plate for me to go, because I think what I can get from Sinclair as a DPP mid back. 
and what I could get from a Zach Butters as a DPP mid forward, just in case anyone else sort of continues to break down in this next few rounds, I think I get the same scores that a Sarong's going to put out. I think I get close to the same with a little bit more insurance that if something breaks down, I can go and cover more areas without having to bring the likes of a Noah Long, um, mm-hmm. a Wilmont or thing like that into my, into my field. So, yeah. So for me, they're the three choices for me. Sarong, I don't mind Sarong. It's yeah. a good shout. Sarong, Butters or Sinclair. And I think I'm leaning towards staying with my Jack Sinclair move. But happy to hear everybody's thoughts in the comments and uh, give a shout out. Should we should we move on to VCs and Cs? Should we start getting through the games a little bit? Yeah, pop up if, if only we, if only we could play three Wardlaws. I'm with <laughs> Alistair Clarkson. When when we all saw him play, you saw the chat blow up. Um, this guy is going to be a freak. And Clarko, I'd feel sorry for Wardlaws. Forty three other teammates are on the list at North Melbourne when Clarko's going. He's the reason why I want to come back and coach. So <laughs> too bad if your bloody Sheasel, who's probably going to win the the Rookie of the Year or whatever it is, the Norwich Rising Star for us old heads. But, um, yeah, this guy's sensational, and I think he'll be super coach relevant for years and years to come. One thing I've learned being a Hawthorne supporter and listening to Clarko and how he speaks, he knows exactly what he's saying every time mm-hmm. he says it. It's he knows that Sheasel gets enough talked about him. Sheasel knows where he stands within that team. He's now getting excited about a few of the other players that are coming through, and Wardlaw is. is one of them. And I think he's just starting to make sure, you know what? There's a lot more on this list to get excited about than just the Cheezel. There's a lot more for uh, the Roo fans, I think, to get excited about, which uh, he knows what he's doing. I think Global, I'm hoping Global is giving me the big, uh, is a good pick. I'm assuming that, is that a gold bar? Either that or USB, I can't tell. <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I'm not up with the trends, no. mate. I can't quite tell what that one is. Yeah. Uh, but I'm, I'm hoping it just means is a good pick. So he's, he's probably – oh, Butters. It's Butter. Butters is a good pick. It is pick. Butter. It is. Butters is a good pick. There we go. We're up with the kids, mate. Speaking oh. speaking of Butter, Butter wouldn't melt in this bloke's mouth. I've got no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> good on you, Junkie. Not, thanks for jumping on, brother. All right. Let's dive in. Um, guys, everybody, keep throwing comments in. We'll happily answer your questions statements, whatever you want to say, throw it in there. We're probably only going to stay on for another 15 minutes so everyone can go and get a, uh, a standard squeeze beverage ready for themselves for uh, tonight's game and, and strap on in. Who? Let's go through a little bit of um, VCs, and I think Braino's sort of got us there to it now. VC option, C option, and who's your tip for the game? Um, yep. Collingwood, Geelong tonight. Are you going to follow... The wisdom of Nathan Brain and put the VC on Tom Stewart, or are you looking elsewhere? I like it. I do like it. It's pretty dry here in Melbourne or in Victoria. Uh, here in Bendigo, we're not that far away, and there's been no rain this afternoon. So if that keeps up, I really like that uh, Tom Stewart VC option. Did you know Geelong's won four of the past five between Geelong and Collingwood? It doesn't shock me. It, it like, yeah. Geelong, like, yeah, that, I think they match up well, and I think Tom Stewart's a big reason why. I think they, you know, we've talked about Collingwood's tall forwards and not being that real dominant. You know, um, Elliot is just a genius. I, I love their forward line and their structure. Majacek does his job, but I reckon I reckon he's maybe a big, a big reason why, Tom Stewart. I'm going to ask the question. We don't have much to go off. Last time they played was first round of uh, the season when Tom Stewart injured himself, so we didn't get much of a look in yeah. there to what Tom Stewart could do against Collingwood. 
do they play too fast for him to get set up for his intercept marks and those things that we know that he does to get bulk points in super coach? I don't think so. I think okay. he'll play deeper in defense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, for Junkie, I'm with you, mate. You, you need to pick me up as a rookie. I give really, really good banter, and that's about it. <laughs> so um, um, Tom Stewart then for VC. I don't see too much else in this game that I would sort of go for in this in this, in this this space. Um, who are you backing? Who are you tipping tonight? Who am I tipping tonight? I'm going to tip Collingwood. Thank you. Just turned 18. Thank you. I'm copping a bit of shit for this uh, clean shaven look, Robbie. I like it, mate. Um, I like it. And what's this? Can you grow the slug back? The 11-pound slug will be back, Maddie. Don't worry about that, brother. Um, so for tonight, Collingwood for me, uh, Tommy Stewart, everyone's VC. In, everyone's in good spirits tonight. I like yeah, it. I, must I, like, be I like this. There's, there's some really oh. good banter. Something's going on. Must be the good okay. vibes. I'm on Collingwood again tonight, mate. Um, I've put Tom Mitchell onto my bench as a loophole just to see if he finally pulls a damn game together. Okay. Um, if he doesn't, I yeah, I don't mind that with Nick Dacos being out. And if he mm. doesn't, then I'll throw Wilmot straight. I'll probably throw Wilmot into my midfield. Just if if, if Tom if yep. Tom Mitchell can't get it together again, we'll go from there. The annoying thing is you have to make the trade for Dacos right now. You can't sort of wait. So yeah, we'll see how we go. We'll see how we go. Uh, North Melbourne versus your mob, mate. Uh, any VCC options there? And who's your tip? North Melbourne's my tip. LDU. If I'm going to put a VC in anyone, I think they'll ta- tag Merritt from the start. Who's got him? Scott? Bailey Scott? Uh, was it, I, I think, think there was a joint effort last time. I reckon Bailey Scott went to him and Simpkin got hurt early. Uh, I think Wardlaw, no, Wardlaw was really good against us. I, I can't remember, sorry. I, I, I know. But yeah, someone went room. to him and, and really did, did a really good job. I know we've got a few Roo fans on here. And look, I'm uh, we've jumped on, we've done the live, we've had a little bit of a chat. Look, I could bring up 70 screens. Am I right in saying Will Phillips got dropped again? Is is he not a fan? Is is um Clarko not a fan of Will Phillips? Because he was out and in early on when um Clarko was coaching. And then obviously when the Ratten came in, he was in week in, week out. But I, I I'm pretty sure I heard right that he's on the outer again today. So I'm intrigued on what's going on there. I think I think it's just a pure out because he's a like for like for Ben Cunnington. He's an inside mid. Cunnington's last game, they'll play him as an inside mid. Cunnington retires. Will Phillips straight back in. Cool, mate. I, I'm going to go out and say I think if you have a Zach Merritt in your team right now, this is that's the guy that you put the VC on um, and leave Tom Stewart alone tonight. I'm unsure on what's going to happen with Tom Stewart. That said, I don't have Merritt, so I'm possibly going to have to take the risk and put the VC on Stewart. But we'll see how we go. Um, yeah, cheers, Herbie. Yeah, he's been dropped. So maybe it is that like for like, or I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts, Herbie, on whether is it a Clarko yeah. thing or, or what do you think's going on? Yeah, I've just sent him a message to see who tagged Merritt last time. Mm. So he'll, he'll get back uh, to us. He's all over his AFL. I love it. Sydney versus Gold Coast. Is uh, is Errol Goulden the VC option there for you? Uh, does Tupinola go and if, put a bit of time into him? What's going on there? If Phil's in the chat, Gold Coast to win. If he's not here, Sydney will win. <laughs> If, if Phil doesn't respond to that right now and that he's not still in here, there he oh, is. There he is. <laughs> Straight away. Yeah. Straight away. Um, v, Luke Parker, VC. No, I don't know about that. Uh, kicking the two-headed monster of McDonald McCarty. The only two-headed monster that I can see with them is me after a hot curry. 
and it's in the bottom of the toilet bowl, mate. So, nah. Uh, they could combine for eight goals, though, um, to tag Goulden. Goulden's nice out in the wing. Um, Goulden's your VC option there. Although, are they going to run Took Miller on Goulden and do the same as what they did with Neil? They could. Because that worked a treat. Ah, there we go. Sorry. Well, you got a mouthful of food. It's been a Shields. long day. Yeah. Shields, Shields went did to do a good show. And, Shields and he did, did a, a great really job. good That's job. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, look, I think I think I think Goulden's worth the option. I think Suns are still kind of finding themselves now. Do they really yeah. go and do a strong tag? I'm not sure. Um, Shields, uh, Goulden is a good option possibly for that VC. Don't mind it at all. I might even hold out Tom Stewart tonight and wait till Goulden, but yeah, we'll see how we go. Um, I've got Sydney getting up to win that one. Brisbane versus Adelaide at the Gabba. Is it the Brisbane Fortress again that they just are a completely different side when they're back home? Um, yep. Does Dunkley bounce back this week or yeah, is Leeds going to go wild? What are you seeing in this one? Dunkley. Dunkley. It'll be Laird Dawson versus Dunkley. And Neil, and up in Brisbane, I think it'll be a bit of a pizzling. Uh, yes, Mick does love himself a hot curry, only if Harmon's cooking. I love inside jokes on the pod. That's mm. good. I like that. <laughs> uh, Phil's backing him. Oh. I, mate, I'm yeah. Phil, I'm going to be checking your team this week. If you don't have the VC on uh, Lukey Parker, I'm going to uh, screenshot every one of these comments. Look. I reckon Luke Parker's one of those guys that's semi-underrated and everybody would love to have him in your team. Like, mm-hmm. he still just sort of flies under the He's radar a, a bit. Yeah. 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 Um, Carlton versus Melbourne at the MCG. Do the Blue Baggers come back down to earth or does the lid continue to fly off? Did you know, I went back and had a look at some episodes of us and remember the episode where I said Carlton were done and I fucking hated him? Isn't that nearly every podcast that you've said something they, like that? They haven't lost. <laughs> oh, do you remember, mate? Do you remember? Do you remember the episode where I said I'd love to coach that side, and yeah. I'd love it, and everyone gave me shit for it, and then they've all yeah. come started bouncing back. I also yeah. would love to say, do you remember in our chat where Damien Carroll got asked the question, "Can they come back?" and he just said no. And then no. they came back and won. And then his whole Twitter spirit at the moment is, oh, oh. one of the best and gutsiest wins of my team I've ever seen. Yeah, I remember that too. Yeah, so do I. <laughs> but I've you have something. Back to you, you have yeah. jinxed it. And as yeah. a much hater of the Blues, it's yeah. on you, mate. Yeah. So the whole universe that hates Carlton, that is watching them win, at Supercoach Big Horse on Twitter, feel free to just give it to me. I've fucked it for everyone else. My bad. So anyway, what's happening with this one, though? What's I think this happen? has potential with tonight to be match of the round. So if you ask me, am I going to watch Fremantle versus West Coast or if I'm watching Melbourne Carlton, hit me over there with a the sledgehammer if I'm suggesting the Frio West Coast game. So this could be this could be really nice. This could be a, a deep in the finals, potentially a preliminary final type of game. Um, and I, I think... They are playing for sheep stations. I know it's only around what twenty-two, so it's it's only four points that they're playing for. But we brought up on the pod three weeks ago that Richmond won twelve of their last thirteen games in two thousand and seventeen, and one went on to win the flag. If Carlton do the same, they will have won 
well, what is there? Another potential six games left. They've won seven in a row. That'd be 13 games. So, you know, very similar to the 2017 um, Richmond side we have here. But, yeah, honestly, I think Melbourne win this one. They're very good at the G. Grundy back in the side. It's going to be interesting for those that have held on to Gorn. Um, the numbers might s- slow down a little bit, but I think Grundy's going to be trying to be as a, as a genuine forward, and I think Gorn still puts up some good numbers in this game. Yeah, Phil's uh, brought up a good point. I need to keep, keep shitting on the Swans so they keep winning. Swans by Swans by sixty. Yeah, <laughs> Swans by Swans by five hundred and eighty. <laughs> Uh, we move on to the most unimportant derby of all time, uh, 15th versus 18th, Fremantle versus West Coast at a sold-out Optus Stadium. Um, is, it a, is it a Frio home game, mate? No, nah, it's West Coast. And they're sold out? Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, Frio by lots. Yep. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Um, Everyone's still giving West Coast a chance. I'm like, they're no chance. They're no chance. I think Junk... Junkie joined the chat late. Um, what's he had, Junkie? 11, 12 weeks out, mate. No match fitness. Everyone else has been firing for a little while now. He may get the touches, mate, but when we're talking about disposal efficiency and his ability to run out the game, I don't anticipate a real high score, mate. If you've got Andrew Brayshaw this week, throw the C on him. He, he, he's going to go large, I reckon. I think he's He, normally, he normally does go large against West Coast, doesn't he? Ever, ever since, um, when, who was it? Gaff decided to left right good nighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. They still boo it. I think it was five years ago. Um, yeah. Down at Tassie, my Hawks are going up against the Western Bulldogs. I think the Western Bulldogs definitely to be too strong in this one. Um, do you worry about a Bontempelli for a C when you've got someone like a Connor Nash, a Finn McGuinness? Um, we've had this chat before about Connor Nash to, to Bont, and he did a good job until I think about the last quarter when he actually went off him and Bont went large. But where's your thoughts there? Does Finn McGuinness go to him or does Finn go to someone else? That's a really good question. I think Finn does go to Bont or Nash to Bont and Finn to Liberatore to Kirby's inside because Liberatore's been awesome this year, underrated, underappreciated. Yeah. Um, I'm going against you, mate. I'm tipping the Hawks in Tassie. They've got a really good record down there. Oh, wow. Look, 77% of the games that they play in Tassie, they win. The only issue I have is we're right near the end of the season now, and I don't think really the Hawks have much to gain. Um, I think they had. A, I think you're coming off a massive high last week against Collingwood. I think they would have really enjoyed this week. And then sometimes that can just kind of be like, look, we're nearly at the end. Let's get there and uh, enjoy a trip to Thailand or Bali or wherever they might go. Um, where I think the Bulldogs have a little bit more to play for. I'm going to say, I'm going to say though that either like a Warple or a Newcomb just goes head to head with Libba, and they try mm-hmm. to be strong in that area. No different to a Ned Rees versus a um, a Tim English. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that Nash will do the job at the stoppages to try and do similar to what a Callum Ward did to a Bontempelli. Yeah. I think Finn McGuinness possibly goes out to sort of like, does he take like? a Trelaw, a Bailey Smith, a someone else. I think he gets given a little bit more of a job in a different position this week to just just to nullify someone else. But then maybe see if he can just sort of nullify someone. But maybe let's see if he can get off the chain. I think I just feel like Mitchell might try something a bit different this week because you've got the other bodies to um, to try and do a job somewhere else. Yeah. yeah. We'll see. But 
even if Hall, if Fremantle win on Saturday night, Hawthorne play Sunday, Hawthorne can't go up on the ladder mm-hmm. because they're three games behind with two games to play uh, and percentage, like 10%. And they're three and a half games, four games in front of North Melbourne. So it really doesn't matter whether they win, lose or draw. So if they yeah. know that they can't go any higher, yeah, I reckon they'll aim to win. Yep. Oh, absolutely. They'll go and have a crack. Uh, St Kilda versus Richmond. I find this a very interesting game. Have Richmond put the queue in the rack? Are St Kilda really a finals contending side? I'm actually tipping Richmond, I think, for some strange reason in this one, to get up and uh, break their Marvel hoodoo a little bit. I don't know why. I just think I have to pick one team that's not the favourite. I'm going with Richmond. Richmond have a 37% win rate at Marvel. Not touching them, St Kilda. Yeah, I'm down on my tipping this year, so I've got a little comic. <laughs> um, I'll throw this one, though. Does Jack Steele bounce back? He did not have a touch in the last quarter last week. He got negative scores last week in the last quarter. Does he bounce back for his side this week? To a degree. Cochin's announced his retirement, so that may work in their favour. But he's going to play out the year, isn't he? Like, this isn't his last game. No, so, I, I think he's playing it out. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. He'll want to finish. He'll want to finish it like the G. He'll, want, he'll have a game. He'll want a home game, and then go out from there. Maybe. Yeah. So, maybe so they, they play. Them. They play North Melbourne at the MCG next week, and then they've got <coughs> Port Adelaide in Adelaide last week. I wouldn't round, be. Surpri- so. I wouldn't be surprised if this uh, next week is his last game. Yep. Yep. There you go. But yeah, uh, St Kilda for me. And Final Jackson game, to go and then we'll look to wrap it up. So throw some comments in there if you like, guys. Um, last one, Port Adelaide versus a GWS at Adelaide Oval. This makes out to be a good game, I think. Um, Port it Adelaide does. need to bounce back a little bit more. I thought they would have got up against the Cats, but they did not. Um, there's some C options in this <laughs> game as well. Um, what are you seeing in the last game of the round, mate? Probably one of the best of the game of the week. Port Adelaide lost their last four. Hmm. Yeah, GWS in Adelaide. Ooh. Yep. That's big. Yep. Yeah, I think so. Um, Yeah, form counts. And no Dixon. Uh, Their their rucks uh, have been poor. Um, Yeah. Let's let's go with it. GWS. I like it. You're good. You're good fun for a little bit of a gamble, mate. But uh, I'm going to go with Port on this one. They have to. They they're now talking about finals. They're getting close to. You know, who are we? Are we contenders or are we pretenders? Uh, yep. People had them in their top two, and they're not showing that quite at the moment. But if they want to be anywhere near playing at Adelaide Oval come finals time, uh, week mm-hmm. in week out, they need to win this game. So I think they come out. They, and they absolutely prove a point. do. I think they come yeah, out and prove a point. They're still ten and a half. Uh, sorry. 10 points, which is two and a half games in front of Carlton for fourth. So they only have to win once, or if Carlton lose, then they've locked fourth in regardless. So final word, well, final word, not the final word, but final question I'm going to ask you to, you you can seal it for me, mate. Actually, no, you can't. You and I are playing each other in in a pre, is a prelim? No, in a knockout. Yeah, yeah, knockout semi. No, knockout semi. Knockout semi, mate. I'm not going to ask you. Crap, I forgot about that. I don't know if I should have my VC on Tom no, Stewart. ask me. I, I was going to say, am I you putting can... the VC on Tom Stewart or not? No. Um, <laughs> I'm going to have to get into it now. Uh, you, can, you, can, you can VC 
Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it's too close to the game. I think I'm going to have to just VC get, yeah. Tom Stewart. Yeah, I'll you're going to have to VC Dean Rioli. <laughs> yeah, we, need to wrap, Dean Rioli. Mate, we need to wrap this podcast up so I can generally have a look because I want to get on the next podcast and tell everyone I had a win. But, uh, mate, any final words? Let's let's wrap this up properly. Any final words yeah. for you, mate? No, nah, to the standard squeeze, rip a bunch of blokes. Uh, for those of you watching at home, jump on the website. Insight 15, 15% off all the good quality gear at the Standard Squeeze. And I should have mine on, but I don't. But they're selling jumpers, shirts, hats, coolers. This this is a water, but it's about to be a stubby while watching the footy tonight. Can't wait. Robbie? Uh, well said. I'm throwing this one out. Another great pod, boys. Hopefully the big horse doesn't get barred from the locals. <laughs> underage drinking with a reference um, to his clean shaven. My I comment think I'm the that- only bloke. To go from 36 to 18 in about three hours. My comment to that is I can't thank enough the people that jump on, make comments, have a bit of banter with it. It's you guys that actually make the show. Uh, without you, it's just two idiots sitting here in a square box chatting a bit of nonsense. So to everybody out there, thank you for your comments. Thank you for your love. And uh, let's go enjoy a wonderful round 22. Have a fantastic weekend, everybody. This has been the Insight Fantasy Sport Podcast. Peace out. See ya.